0: Welcome to Black Black Chicks Bible Study, where we are reclaiming the Bible one book at a time. We're on the final gospel, John. Do you want to talk about our testimony since we've been gone?
1: Yeah. So I think last book was Luke, and I believe my takeaway from that was about repenting Mm -hmm. and asking for forgiveness and that kind of thing and being more aware maybe of what I'm doing wrong, trying to write that or absolve that maybe. Mm -hmm. So I would say I definitely in the beginning, I do remember keeping that in mind a lot, actually. It's been a little while since we recorded it. I do remember having that in my back of my head and like actively thinking terrible thoughts sometimes or doing something Mm. very petty. And then immediately asking God for forgiveness. Like, I'm so sorry I did that. Like, I know I'm weak and had a really bad moment. Like I I did a few things that I definitely was not proud of and out of character. (laughs) Okay, so basically, long story short, My roommate came home while I was playing music and decided that she wanted to drown out my music. So Mm -hmm. she put her music on very, very loud. And I turned my music up louder than hers. And then she turned hers up even louder. And I was just using a little teeny speaker. And so I decided to go to my room and get my Sonos speakers because you're not going to out-drown my Sonos speakers. And sure enough, yeah, I mean, I won that battle quite (laughs) frankly, (laughs) very easily. And at the time... I was very proud of myself and I was like, ha you know, like mm. very like, but then also it felt bad. It went on longer. So <laughs> what happened was that she cut her music off when she realized that I couldn't hear her stuff downstairs, you mm. know, anymore. Cause she came down to like peep the scene and be like, check it out to see if I could still, you know, you could still hear her music. And once she, she realized she couldn't, she went upstairs and turned hers off and then proceeded to threaten me. So then this repeated, I think two more times. Yeah. She mm. came home put her music on loud same thing happened I turned mine up because the thing is every time she turned it down to you know or turned it off I would turn mine back down once I really because I don't care to listen to my music at a ridiculous max yeah. level like yeah. that's not <laughs> what I'm trying to do but it's just a certain point then the third time she left and came back in she came in and played her music at a reasonable level and that was that but it was like over the period of like two and a half three hours or something and I just felt like that was such a waste of my life like you know, being engaged in this Mm -hmm. stupid battle and doing that. And I was working, so I was kind of distracted at work too. So then I also was just like, I felt like I needed to ask forgiveness because in that particular time, I was not taking the higher road and I didn't Mm -hmm. care to take the higher road and I was being petty about it. So Mm -hmm. Um, there were some other things I did along the way too that I didn't really care for (laughs) (laughs) and I won't share. Okay. Um, (laughs) But at the time I just couldn't, I just felt so vindicated in what i had to do that i did it even though i knew it was wrong i did it anyway but then later i definitely was like i don't know why i did that like i'm stupid to a level that's not me you know like it just like that's just not who i am so even though i did it in the moment like i always had this like guilt about it. yeah guilt and like why did i do that that was yeah at the moment it felt like haha very immediately after it was like really was it worth it yeah like really you just did that you're stupid um but further more aside from (laughs) all of that Uh there's testimony does not directly related to the readings last week but just in life uh-huh. I would just like to thank God friends and everyone who helped me out of that living situation yeah. as I mentioned um you know got to a point where I didn't feel safe anymore and yeah honestly it wasn't even really my choice it was just my friends being like you gotta go and they just came and were like you're leaving you know I couch surfed for a little bit thank you to those friends that went their homes to me and all that and my friends they actually were like you know we gotta get you out of there but I don't have the money saved up. And then uh, they were like, do you mind if we start a GoFundMe for you? And normally I would say no, but it just felt like one of those times where it was like... Such a dire situation. Yeah, I was like, sure, whatever. I don't care. Because I don't know, maybe it was God. Something that me was like, just do it. Sure enough, I think it was 68 people donated. More than half, I had no idea who they were. Um, One stranger in particular donated over $600. I don't know this person from Jack. And so that was just a really good like, OK, there are still good people out there and there's people who just do nice things just because, you mm-hmm. know, like there are truly nice people out there. So it was definitely a mood lifter and it was nice and um, something I never even really thought was going to happen at it. You know, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, the matter is, I got enough to put my entire deposit down which was freaking a lot and then also my first month's rent otherwise I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am now and I'm in a much better place right now where we're recording from so this is like a huge testimony that you made Mm -hmm. it to the new frontier a new place pretty nice apartment yeah so yeah no it's much better so far I'm very happy my dog has change for the better much more chill slow but surely i'm sure i'll get much more i mean i'm already a huge weight off my shoulder but it's yeah. also still not like a situation i'm completely done with and obviously you're gonna have to take
0: time tie up to, loose like, ends
1: yeah tie up loose yeah. ends and take time to like get out of the like paranoid state of oh, someone yeah. constantly watching you and, yeah totally you know that kind of thing um and just being okay to just like breathe and do what mm-hmm. i want to live and not fear that there's going to be some backfire to just Playing music or something. You can live. Yeah, I can live it Thank you too, Lauren, because you have been a nice support throughout all of this. Appreciate that. I know it can be daunting sometimes to have to listen to stories of.
0: I'm just mm-hmm. inspired by your um, drive to preserve yourself and your sanity. And I'm trying to take oh, something from it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was very close there. I know. By I mean, liver. but it was test- but yeah. a huge testing <laughs> situation. It was like a huge yeah thing that now i can't even believe it i'm having a, i didn't even move and i'm having a hard time like believing that you're in a new place and like yeah right
1: it doesn't finally. even yeah it's like
0: yeah because when you're in it i'm sure it felt like you never know when you're gonna get out of it yeah you know? exactly eating at you
1: every day so but yeah so there's Aww. my story Yay. and so. now that i've talked for all of oh yeah minutes, what it feels was mine like my- what was yours
0: Mine was inspired by that, um, were their names Mary and Martha? Yeah.
1: One was, like,
0: trying to make dinner, cleaning uh, up or whatever, and, like and she was presents. complaining to Jesus. It was about, like, avoiding distractions, being more present, mm-hmm. being in the moment. I think I did have a an easier, not easier, I was better this past couple weeks at drawing boundaries around my great. activities and my energy. And being more in the moment, too, I guess, in my... Is it a new relationship? I want to call it new. Mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned it on the pod before. But it's been like, what, several months. Mm-hmm. Um, But I feel like I was definitely more present while spending time with my partner mm-hmm. in a way that felt more intimate and vulnerable and Being in the moment more, that was something I kept. I kept that um, resolution kind of in my head because I guess even like watching TV with with him or I'm always like focused on what we're doing, even though I was enjoying the companionship. Mm -hmm. And this time I was focused on like just being there with him and Mm -hmm. like whatever we're doing is secondary to being there and gotcha. being with each other and he would he would always say stuff like oh I don't care what we watch or I don't care what we as long as I'm with you and I always hear that as like yeah right you know well, isn't yeah, the activity right. more than no we're- <laughs> We have to watch these three seasons
1: did you you missed it let me put, rewind it but that
0: I it kind of clicked with me like I should be present mm-hmm. while in that and then while we're apart I'm better at like drawing in a respectful way hopefully drawing boundaries of like no, I'm writing right now, or I'm or not even reporting on what I'm doing. You're just not going to mm-hmm. hear from me for mm-hmm. a little while, like because I'm in my own world. Mm-hmm. That has been um, an ongoing struggle, is just to have boundaries around my time. I don't know. So I guess I have been um, less distractible, and it has forced me to maybe not be rude, but mm-hmm. be um, just not as responsive to people right away. Just do what you need yeah. to do. Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, You're on your own timeline.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm spending time with people I hope that I'm more present but mm-hmm. I didn't completely get rid of my phone addiction for sure I don't know uh something about everything happening in the world makes me feel like I have to read the news sometimes and then I'm like why am I so ugh? I already know who so I'm voting for it. I already know what is happening I don't need
1: to be always so tapped mix. in Yeah, because <laughs> it's not going to change your mind
0: I did watch the debates
1: and was very uh, present
0: while doing that uh, and that was regrettable because
1: I you know. don't know why you did that to yourself of all the things that choose to be present <laughs> Ugh. anywho
0: So the book of John, as is often the case, is kind of an anonymous source. They're not sure who exactly wrote it, which John. There are many Johns. It was kind of a common name. So it came into being, reached its final form around 90 to 110 A.D. You want to go into chapter one? he just goes Mm. right into like quoting genesis yeah Mm -hmm. in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god
1: through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it i like that because it reminded me of a combo i had with a lady in my yoga class her name's martha I had explained to her some of the things that have been going on uh, with the roommate situation and stuff like that. And basically saying that she pointed me to a passage that we haven't got there yet, I don't think. But basically it was saying why the devil and demons are so like annoyed with everyone else. And it's basically because they know that their time is limited here. So they try to take as many people with them and stuff because like they know their time comes to an end, basically. And I don't know, that just reminded, this passage reminded me of that, like, because hmm. it's like. Darkness is not going to ever overcome the lightness because that's how it's written. Like lightness is going to win. And that's why the people who are still in darkness are in the evil ways, like are so evil because they know their time is limited, basically.
0: So there Mm. are evil people and there are good people and the evil people know their time is coming. So Mm -hmm. they are scared. basically. Basically. Yeah. I I liked, um, verse six, seven, eight, nine. Um, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. Mm -hmm. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. I like the idea of light, too, and I just think the core of any religion you read about, really, there's going to be that theme of light and unconditional love that's supposed to be at the heart of everything. And I just like that idea of like the true light enlightens everyone. I remember definitely growing up, we were taught that Jesus was there with God, even just as his, um, as a spirit, the plan all along was for him to come into the world. So the idea of like, in the beginning was the word and the word was, we always thought the word capitalized meant Christ. So it was interesting to me to just see it repeated here in John, just like in Genesis, because I didn't remember it being in one of the gospels. So, Mm. and then it talks about the word becoming flesh. Mm-hmm. in verse 14 lived among us that was something too that came through i feel like in this book was the simultaneous uh humanity and divinity of jesus like the idea that he is light personified but he's also man mm-hmm. um it came through more in this gospel to me like yeah. both at the same time you know because he really did lean into yeah. that like the light the creation of the world and jesus coming out right. of this light it came through way more here in the communion too. The eating my foot yeah that was a lot more intense in this, mm-hmm. for sure yeah i like too in 17 the law indeed was given through moses grace and truth came through jesus christ so this evolution of like it's not just the written law it's the idea of grace and truth itself that jesus is here to personify and spread and become and literally die for that there's something bigger than just
1: you know the legal stuff written on the scrolls I also felt like this um, book had a lot more Jesus speaking and mm-hmm. much more like just the red text and the like, mm-hmm. words of Jesus than the other mm-hmm. ones did. I felt like there were some where the whole entire like chapter was like read and I'm like okay Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
0: apparently so I was doing a little reading from a bible scholar who has written books on this and I I just did not ever maybe I knew before and Mm -hmm. I forgot but I did not realize that we don't have the originals of any of this stuff so they found so many differences between the Gospels, but also mm-hmm. like from older copies. So a lot of the Jesus words, I mean, we're already dealing with people with hearsay and people repeating and writing things down years later. But I didn't realize that some of these authors were writing based on other books already written and they added words. They're so they were filling it in. Yeah, they're adding a lot to what he said. But I do like the version of Jesus that comes out in this mm-hmm. um chapter two
1: chapter two i felt like this was a new story
0: yeah why didn't i notice that this wasn't didn't that seem like it was a, a glaring
1: omission from older i was I like it was what like, i was like this is a completely new story because this is but talking it's about a wedding <laughs> a
0: familiar story it's the turning the water into wine yeah but yeah. it's like at a
1: wedding Like, I don't remember anything about a wedding. When I heard the water into wine, it was always, like, the same way as, like, the fish in the... You know, like, it was something like that, but not, like, this. Mm. I don't know. Like, I felt like I don't remember this story at all. Like, him being at a wedding.
0: I remembered it being a wedding and him... The big barrels of water being turned... But, man, I did not notice it being gone in, like, every other gospel, right? Yeah, maybe no, I'm wrong. missing. No, okay, no, yeah. they didn't talk
1: about this story at all. No, they, yeah. he never, they never mentioned Jesus turning water into wine in the other gospel. Because, basically,
0: it's just, yeah, people are out of wine. He takes all these barrels of water, turns them into wine. Verse 10, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now so they saved the best for last mm-hmm. and that was the first of his signs yeah this book is more concerned with like pointing out the different signs that he's the messiah basically because they're all like looking to for- validate
1: mm-hmm. whether he's the one then he goes to the temple mm-hmm. in this chapter, which we did before, where he destroys all the... This one, it seemed like he was more destructive, like, because, like, he goes to the temples in the other chapters, and he basically is, like, condemning them for selling things in the, you know, making it a marketplace. Mm-hmm. But in this version, verse sixteen, he says he made a whip out of cords and drove all of them from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. Like I don't remember him being actively like get out, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. So I thought that was an interesting difference. In, in I remember that from I remember Matthew, turning tables. Maybe. Oh, okay, but not yelling at them. Not it, like, to get yelling out. and whipping cords. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like
0: that, he was know? angry, man.
1: And then. Um, the Jews are asking him to prove, you know, that he has authority over mm-hmm. anything. And he says that um, the way he's going to do that in verse 19, he says, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. Mm-hmm. And they're all thinking he's talking about the temple. And I thought it was funny again that they're like, what? This took 46 years to build this temple and you're going to raise it up in three days. Mm-hmm. But like, really? He's like, nah, fam, I'm talking about this body. My body is a mm-hmm. temple. Like, that's what he meant. But they didn't get in. I found that quite humorous. <laughs>
0: It took me reading one of the Gospels and then reading another one to be like, oh, the temple. He's talking about like his resurrected body, like his self. Mm-hmm. And I think that's
1: where the saying comes from, where everyone's like, your body your body's a temple. temple. Oh yeah, duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Chapter three. I don't remember this guy. Do you remember Nicodemus? Nicodemus? No, not from the other gospel. Oh, yeah, yeah. But just in general. I was like, I don't remember. A leader of the Jews. You know, he's hearing, I guess, about all these miracles Mm -hmm. that Jesus is performing. And then it seems like he actually is like kind of defending Jesus, right? Because he was kind of like, oh, well, clearly he has God within him if he's performing these
0: things.
1: Whereas other people were, like, questioning all the other Pharisees and stuff, were questioning them.
0: Mm-hmm. And Jesus tells him, basically, like, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. So Nicodemus is mm-hmm. here to be, like, questioning Jesus, like, how can that happen? How can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Oh. So the whole idea of being born again, mm-hmm. I guess, is from here. Verse 5, Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. I always liked that idea of the idea of like people having a Jesus year or whatever, like dying to yourself and being reborn in a spiritual sense is very appealing to me because I feel like trauma is such a universal thing. None of us ask to be born or Mm -hmm. be born in whatever circumstances we're in. So the idea of like dying to your own ego and being reborn into this sense of like boundless love and having a fresh start the ego death thing is really appealing to me in terms of like spiritual life like being born of water and spirit the whole ritual baptism and the idea of like having a belief that um yeah that renews you you're not the same person
1: I like verse 12 where he says I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe me how then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things I thought that was like a cool gist to like the people who just, uh, you know, asking him to constantly prove himself. He's like, well, mm. I've already laid it down to you in the dumbest, you know.
0: Yeah, if it's not resonating with you yeah. yet. Yeah.
1: Oh, I liked 14 too, just where he says, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. And I feel like that's just a very succinct kind of thing that i think about christianity what that is with like the big hmm. deal is just you know that was the whole idea it was mm-hmm. but that whole entire thing had to happen so that we get the holy spirit which is what then mm-hmm. you know can save everyone else you mm. know or you know put that spirit in other people and i don't know i just liked it because i felt like it was a very clear succinct
0: you know what even mm-hmm. more, when I read verse mm-hmm. 16, I was like, oh yeah, duh, mm-hmm. this is John 3, 16.
1: Oh yeah. For God mm-hmm.
0: so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 20 kind of goes with what you were saying before. Mm-hmm. Uh, For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. I think about that a lot. There's something I like about our culture being more about exposing people and like mm-hmm. people, cause it, it's more accountability. Like yeah. you should be out there like living. If you are
1: doing is fine, then like. Yeah. Live understand? out
0: loud. Just let everyone see like everything. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, they, but I also am obsessed with privacy and like solitude and mm-hmm. I love that. But something about it spiritually resonates of like all who do evil hate the light. Those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. to me i don't know i guess it's just really important as a spiritual being or a person who cares about ethics treating people well living right i guess when i say the word god i mean love like unconditional love if you do things in love and are on the right wavelength then there's nothing to ever be afraid of or hide from maybe that's a very naive belief and it is a dangerous scary world so it's not always i don't know whatever (laughs) i don't know it's not always like doable or applicable chapter four
1: chapter four Samaritan woman yeah so he stops Ooh, I like this at thing. the well mm-hmm. a water well and the samaritan woman comes to draw water and then jesus asks her for a drink and i guess she's like how am i supposed to give you a drink you know you're jew and she's a samaritan i guess there was some kind of weird don't get along yeah law about that but jesus basically was just kind of like well if you knew anything about who i am you'd actually be asking me for a drink of living Living water water. yeah exactly and that piques her (gasps) interest (laughs) he basically was like anyone who drinks this water will stay you know the water from the well they're gonna stay thirsty but if you drink my water you'll never have thirst again. She's like, oh, what is this water? She asked, right? She asked him for the water. And he's like, I don't understand why he asked her this, but he's like, you have to go bring your husband. And she's like, what? And she's like, first of all, I don't have a husband. He's like, you're right. You've had five. And I was like,
0: what? Yeah, he could like see. Yeah. About her, yeah, her what adultery or not yeah, adultery, I don't know, or just her promiscuity? I don't know. Maybe not taking. The anyway, he saw serious. her business. Yeah, he saw her business basically, and told She's her. She's like, what?
1: How do you know that? He was like saying something about how salvation. Is basically the Jews are the way to salvation Mm -hmm. or whatever. And that like the true worshipers are going to worship, you know, the father and the spirit and the truth or whatever like that.
0: Yeah, it says, but the hour Mm -hmm. in verse 23, the hour is coming Mm -hmm. and is now here when the true worshipers Mm -hmm. will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father seeks such as these to worship him.
1: I liked that part a lot, spirit and truth. And then she says, that all she knows is that the messiah is coming and that he's going to explain everything Mm -hmm. and basically jesus like oh yeah well that's me Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think at that point the disciples come back they're like why are you talking to this woman they were such haters yeah
0: because they didn't like like just seeing
1: him fraternize like sit down with the Sumerian woman right yeah and they're like why are you talking to her or whatever Mm -hmm. i guess at this point i don't know maybe they've been traveling long or something but they're trying to get him to like eat they're like you should eat something and then i like in verse 34 jesus says my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Mm -hmm. So I like that because it's like, you can be nourished by other things. You know, they're just assuming he's famished and he's like, no, I'm good because I'm Mm -hmm. doing what I came here to do. Like, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And so... um,
0: I liked in verse 38, he said, I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered mm -hmm. into their labor. Just made me think of just all the years and years of spiritual discovery practice revelation people tripping people doing whatever mushrooms they did throughout the ages Mm -hmm. all the different spiritual wisdom over the years and how much we get to just tap in and um, reap Mm -hmm. the yeah exactly we get to reap all of this wisdom and knowledge and all this tradition but it's all guiding back to this one Mm -hmm. thing that we all have access to and it's just really cool Mm -hmm. the way jesus is talking in this book really um resonated but stuff like that was like oh yeah
1: that's true yeah
0: and then jesus goes back to galilee and then go goes and does another healing
1: yeah heals that little
0: boy and then he heals on the sabbath in chapter five which they were always trying to get him tripped up yeah Mm-hmm.
1: And Jesus disappeared into the crowd. I felt like Jesus was disappearing all the time. It was almost like he was a magician. <laughs> he, was like, yes! he escaped, you know, this. Yeah. or he. And they turned around and, he, and it was like, what? The
0: signs were <laughs> such a bigger deal here were mm-hmm. the things that were outing him. And mm-hmm. he was like kind of doing things and disappearing. Yeah, That's it was like so a true.
1: magician almost. Yeah. It? it was just like phantom Jesus mm-hmm. or something.
0: He tells the man who he healed, see, you have been made well, do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. Stop acting up and you won't get right, <laughs> paralyzed yeah. again. Stop acting up. <laughs> this is your chance, you know. Just go on. Stop around. sinning. Yeah. I think, you know, we can't control everything that bad that happens in no. our lives and health Things this happen out of nowhere and we can't always be blamed it's not always our fault a lot of times it, you know, but it is but there's still but oh, there's it. still the principle which is great of like still don't live in sin oh, <laughs> like right. still do your best to be good at every moment because then at least you're minimizing your exposure to bad things
1: happening That's true. you know also, another thing with this gospel was that you get this idea to a lot more. I feel like Jesus is always explaining his relationship to God and mm-hmm. how he that like basically he is God like through him. I don't know. Like in verse twenty one, he says, "For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom He is pleased to give it." So it's like He has these abilities through God. Like whoever God wants, you know, raised from the dead or if God wants someone healed, and He basically is always explaining that like He can only do what, what God. He's authorized. Yeah, He's he an does. extension of God. Yeah, basically. like if God yeah. didn't want Him to save this person, that person would not be saved, mm-hmm. or like He would not be able to heal them this idea too that like you guys are talking about this god but if you don't respect me we are not talking about the same god because if you're not believing in me then you don't believe in you know mm-hmm. this do you god believe either. that
0: in general like do you believe that statement literally i mean like in modern day christianity a lot of christians like if you don't believe that. in jesus yeah like they wouldn't allow they the wrong... for other no, avatars I don't believe that. Oh, okay I liked in 31, if I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies on my behalf, and I know that his testimony to me is true. That's right after him saying, I can do nothing on my own. Mm -hmm. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek to do not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Pretty great, and looking at Jesus as an example of how maybe people could live if they were really in, you know, one with the oneness and with God just the idea of like theoretically a perfectly perfect spiritual being would just be an avatar for unconditional love like there would be mm, yeah. <laughs> no that's not what humans are nope. but <laughs> um, but ideally in complete ego death you're just an avatar like a channel for mm-hmm. love you know perfect love but him basically saying like i all this stuff about me isn't true because i say it is god testifying
1: I also like verse 39 where he's like, you studied the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So he's like, you're holding all these holy, you know, books and scriptures, but I'm the person that they're talking about. So like this weird disconnect Well, he's calling people out.
0: It would be shocking to them though. Because imagine these scriptures are your religion. And they've
1: been around forever. (laughs)
0: Forever. And then this crazy guy comes up like, nope, got to believe in me. Like, no, me, me, Mm -hmm. me. Like, focus on me, 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 me. So paradoxically, it is like he's this perfect being who is just the channel for God. But at the same time, he's saying, like, all this stuff is irrelevant, if not for me. So it's like a weird paradox that they're being asked to immediately take on this, you Mm -hmm. know, new belief, which is why it is a sect that broke off. And became what it is today and grew into what it is. But not everybody agreed that mm-hmm. he was the Messiah, but right. they theoretically at least should have been expecting that, like, okay, these words are gonna be made flesh one day right. and we're gonna have to believe in right. And when we see it and he's like, I'm showing you right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm showing you so. signs left and right. Really? Yeah, how much do I have to do? Um, chapter six? I felt like the walking on the water was it kind was so of a short minimal. blurb. Yeah. yeah. It, was
1: it was a bigger so deal minimal. for sure and the other one. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> It does say they were terrified. It says a little bit about their reaction. He
1: says, it is I, do not be afraid. True, true. Verse 35, Jesus declares, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. But yeah, basically, yeah, we're just still always asking for more signs and miracles and stuff like that. I don't know. Like he's basically telling them like, You know, like you see me doing all this and still you don't believe. So it's like kind of this also comes in with that whole idea of like the free will. And even if he's proving himself left and right, like people still have that option to believe what they want to believe.
0: I liked verse 63. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. So again, to me, this like paradox because his flesh is totally symbolic and he's there to die and mm. his flesh is useless, but it's still like you have to eat my flesh, drink my blood, like all the symbolism of it, but he's still like telling people to look beyond that. It's what I'm saying. It's not right. my body. Literally. It's literally like the words, yeah. the truth
1: itself, right. like the spirit that's I'm the life. trying to get you to be cannibals.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I think
1: it's funny because then it says, yeah, a lot of people weren't down with that because they think, you know, they're like, I'm not about to eat flesh and blood. Mm. Like, so he lost a lot of followers <laughs> over all of this. And uh, <laughs> Wait, was... many disciples left, it says, because they were like not trying to like Right, do that. right,
0: right, right,
1: right.
0: They weren't getting the bigger picture of it. Right. Yeah.
1: In verse 67 it says from this time many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him because mm. yeah, that's after he's you know talking about all the you know flesh of the flesh and then he even asked them to disoffend you mm. then what if you see the son of man ascend to where he was before the spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing the words i've spoken to you they are full of spirit and life so he's mm. even trying to explain that like what mm-hmm. you just said that there are some of you who do not believe For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. So like. That, too, also reminded me of, like, I don't know if you ever learned this in church, too, though, but the idea that, like, not everyone can be saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely. Like you're already predestinated Predestination. Yeah, we definitely, we mm-hmm. talked about that on the podcast, too, of, like, the Calvinism mm-hmm. thing. Of- but then it's weird, because in this same book, I remember in the very first chapter, he says, like, there's a verse that I highlighted, because it was, like, John 1, it says, verse 12, it says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of god children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will but born of god mm-hmm. so like that makes you think anybody as long as you received him and mm-hmm. believed his name you get the right to become children of god mm-hmm. but then like now we're in this whole like thing where he's like saying you know unless god allows you to do it like mm-hmm. it's not your choice it's god yeah choice
0: it's tough because i feel like that is true about yeah both are true because i feel like there is this uh enlightenment and this unconditional love and this what people call god that is accessible to everyone but not everybody's able like their heart whatever's happened to them in life whatever cuts them off from love is just it's not always their fault it's just um unfortunate you know that they're not going to get to that place even though it's there and it's everlasting and it is as old as time you know not everybody has the capacity fate kind of decides that for you (laughs) like to some extent but what
1: if you did believe in God, you know, like if you were this person who had an ugly heart, but you did believe,
0: then which... it doesn't matter if you, what you believe as long as you're incapable of feeling or giving or receiving love, you know, then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Cause the salvation comes from having this everlasting life. Right. And if you're not in the experience of loving, love and life, mm-hmm. then you're cut off from it. Then the, the spirit aspect of it, if you can't it's feel missing. it, yeah, it's missing. You gotta have and the some experience. people have
1: that you gotta have
0: the, yeah some people have that switch flipped where they're just never whether you're a psychopath or something mm-hmm. who knows like there's something that you, is preventing you from ever getting to that place mm-hmm. I don't know chapter 7? Jesus' brothers? Jesus was trying to avoid Judea. Yeah, the Jews were looking for him, looking to kill him. And his brothers, Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples also may see the works you're doing. For no one who wants to be widely known acts in secret. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. My Bible says in verse 5, For not even his brothers believed in him. Jesus said to them, my time has not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify against it that its works are evil. He has this kind of privilege of not considering himself part of the world, too. He's like Mm -hmm. born just to dip in and dip out and teach a lesson. Mm -hmm. I highlighted that part for some reason of him just saying the world cannot hate you, but it hates
1: me because
0: I testify
1: against it. Yeah, because I guess maybe he doesn't necessarily have to play by the same rules. He's not stuck here.
0: It reminded me of a verse that we read in a previous book of like, don't be surprised when the world hates you, it hated me first. Uh, yeah. So you should kind of, in his example... Um, not be afraid to piss off an evil system, Yeah. you know, sometimes. if the system is evil, like you can live counter to that
1: and know that you're going to be hated. And it's cool. Cause you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> because the world is evil. Yeah. So if you don't like the way it's working, you're probably good. But yeah, but he does actually go to the festival. I like verse 18 while he's preaching. He says, whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Again, that idea where he's like, I can't testify on my own, mm. you know, behalf. But, like, if other people are saying, like, of course you're going to speak good things about, mm-hmm. you know, because you're trying to gain something from mm-hmm. that or, or whatever. But it's different when it comes from, you know, other people. Mm-hmm.
0: I like in 23 and 24 um, when he's kind of being condemned for healing somebody right and mm-hmm. he's like if a man receives circumcision on the sabbath in order that the law of moses may not be broken are you angry with me because i healed a man's whole body on the sabbath right do not judge by appearances but judge with right judgment mm-hmm. so another thing of like the spirit of the law do what's right the healing itself is what is right and good right you know don't judge based off it doesn't look good because technically we're not supposed to do anything on the sabbath
1: then after that people are being confused because they're like wait isn't this the man that they're trying to kill like why is he out here just preaching yeah and why is no one getting him (laughs) He's, he's gone rogue they're like, why is no one saying to him? And then that confuses them too, because they're like, oh, well, maybe the officials know something we don't know. Mm. Maybe he is the messiah. And mm-hmm. that's why he's just out here, like, able to rant and stuff and nobody's doing anything about it. So then I thought that was funny, too, because then you get this little confusion. They're like, is he? Is he?
0: Yeah. Um, and then at the mm-hmm. end of chapter seven, they ask him, surely you are not also from Galilee, are you? Search and mm-hmm. you will see that no prophet is to arise from Galilee so they think that like because of where he comes from right yeah the he goes against the right,
1: like, that's not him like
0: yeah that. yeah <laughs> what yeah. about um chapter eight the adulterous woman so people debate whether this is mary magdalene yeah, cause, or not because because
1: that was the whole thing i was like there's got to be more about mary because i was because sure
0: this story was about her too
1: I, but it doesn't say anything but it doesn't about say that. that and so like um. Yeah, I have no idea where that whole thing came from mm-hmm. about because I thought we were gonna get it in this chapter mm-hmm. about her being a whore or whatever <laughs> because it definitely mm-hmm. was missing. But yeah, but then but this does not say that it was Mary at all. So I don't know. Just says that there was you know the woman you know she's about to be right. condemned you know by stoning and this is you know the famous. It hey, let like, any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at. Yeah. So then like I guess people are sitting there thinking. Like, obviously they're all sinners so they start to walk away basically because they're like well i can't throw the first stone and then i guess at one point it's just him and this woman left Mm -hmm. there's only two left there because everyone else is gone
0: Heard growing up too that he was like secretly writing down the sins of everybody in the crowd oh. on the ground, so they got scared and ran off. I'm like, where do people get that? Really? That doesn't come yeah, from the text. Yeah, I never heard that. that, that. <laughs> never, yeah, we learned that in church at least.
1: Like he knows what
0: to do. You never, I'll, yeah. I'll, like he was threatening mm-hmm. to expose them. So so this like the blackmailing. <laughs> yeah. And then he um, tells the woman, uh, you know, for effect, after everyone has left, he says, woman, Mm -hmm. where are they? Has Mm -hmm. no one condemned Mm -hmm. you? She said, no one, sir. Not And Jesus Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go your way. And from now on, do not sin again. This is one Mm -hmm. of those passages that is um, pointed out as especially dubious. Whoever copied this manuscript, like Mm -hmm. they have just added that quote because. It isn't in other places, um, hmm. but to its credit, my copy of the Bible actually notes that here, which is good because I saw somebody in their Bible lecture saying that about that particular scripture. And then here it says, variations of text, some mark the passages doubtful. I don't know, but I still like the idea of it, of, like, they didn't judge you because they have sinned, too, and I'm not going to judge you either. Just go and try not to sin anymore. Mm, Right. She's Mm. like, okay, bye. And then he talks about himself as the light of the world. He foretells his
1: death. I like verse 14 because... Before that, the Pharisees are challenging him. They're saying, here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. And he says, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. And mm-hmm. I just like that because it was like a very definitive, like, thing of like you're not going to tell me who i am basically. right i know like, where i, I came know. from where i'm going yeah like a, he's literally was here for a mission and you know i know what your rules are you need to have this witness and that but i don't care like yeah. you have no idea who i am and that's not going to stop me from doing what i came here to do
0: i read this mm-hmm. whole paragraph this mm-hmm. whole passage a few times and i was trying to like wrap my brain around what he was trying to convey because mm-hmm. then he's like yet yeah, even if i do judge my judgment is valid for it is not i alone who judge but i am the father who sent me in your law it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is valid i testify mm-hmm. on my own behalf and the father who sent me testifies on my behalf like it just so feels he's
1: like, trying to like play to their role he's like if this yeah. is how you guys if you want to go by the law i can still give you yeah. this in law yeah uh, so like, he's saying like in your law it's written mm-hmm. that the testimony mm-hmm. of two so it's like me and, and god <laughs> yeah and the father like yeah if you want to like he's trying to, I felt like he's just trying to like outsmart, you know, be like, well, technically there's two of us. If you want right. to go by the book. There's
0: me and there's God.
1: Like, Trust first, me on he's this. He's like, first of all, I don't need anybody else. But, <laughs> but if I did, if I, you know, if you guys want to go by the book. Yeah. It's so funny because
0: before, he just makes such a big deal of like, I'm no one. I'm just mm-hmm. an extension of God. I can't testify on my own behalf. It's God doing it. I'm nothing. And then he's like, nope, I'm two people because it's <laughs> me and God. Like, yep. It's like playing both sides of mm-hmm. like on one hand, but he's mm-hmm. doing it to everything he's doing is for effect because right. the whole point is to bring about this prophecy and this fulfillment. So it's like justified. I was just getting a headache reading it like, oh my gosh. Like, wait, okay, what? what? <laughs>
1: You get your power through this source and then connect the Y to the Z to the X. Okay, sure. Makes makes sense.
0: Yeah. Then Sorry, in verse me. 31, Jesus mm-hmm. said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They say the truth
1: will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's not palatable. I thought it was interesting. I had 44... You know, highlighted because he's talking about, I think, Abraham's sons, and he's like, You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. I don't know. It's just like a very, like, you know, we always, like I said, think the Bible talks so much about Satan, but it really doesn't that much. Mm, From what I've seen this, is like, but this is a very clear, like, you belong to your father, the devil, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you're evil. So that's why I was like, hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. We always love a Satan mention, Mm -hmm. just because like in Christian culture, I feel like he's such a big fixture and a huge threat that Mm -hmm. I do like when he's at least mentioned in the Bible here and there to justify that obsession. Yeah, and they get angry at him because he's basically comparing, he's saying that he's been there longer than Abraham. Very truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am... There's this repeating thing of I am, mm-hmm. I am the bread, I am the water, I am the, the way, this, I am the life. great, I am. Yes, it's a repeating thing in this book. Um, so they picked up stones to throw at him,
1: but, but Jesus hid
0: himself and went out <laughs> Again, of the temple. Again, phantom Jesus is like yeah. he's a
1: superhero in this, some weird Batman or something.
0: So yeah, that must have sounded really crazy to them. Like, what? You're however many years old? You didn't mm-hmm. see Abraham? They like challenge him on that of like,
1: mm-hmm. no,
0: you did you weren't around for Abraham days. Um, in the beginning was the word.
1: <laughs> Chapter
0: nine.
1: This is when he heals the
0: blind man. His uh, parents apparently did something to make him blind. But Jesus says, neither nope. this
1: man nor his parents sin, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. That was the reason. So that thought. he could be healed. And so he does the whole spit in the mud, put it on his eyes, and then tells him to go wash in the pool of Sloan.
0: Do you ever feel like that in life? Like things you go through, like, okay, this wasn't necessarily my karma. I didn't ask for this, but it's a miracle, like a testimony. It's, the uh, whole reason it happened, but because when I see your place me. now, I'm like, oh my! Not that it made me. anything more bearable that you went through, but it's still like, wow, miracle! Like, mm. what if everything works together for the good? Like I was yeah. trying to spin everything as like, oh, but all this hellish stuff had to
1: happen <laughs> just, to know? get to this. I mean, did it have to though? Yeah, like, I can not right. just get here. I just think everything, people's lives, is just what it was supposed to be. So uh, at yes. the end of the day, uh, yeah. Could you have got to it? Maybe, maybe there's another universe but we'll never where know. you did get to it and yeah. you're doing it in a different way. There's just so many different ways, but we never right know. now we're here and this is what was happening. And
0: it is an adaptive thing to be like, my blindness wasn't for nothing. I was blind so that this messiah could, could heal me in that would be great. everyone. I mean, I would like and then
1: Maybe it does feel like it's, who knows?
0: Um, I liked in 39, Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. And then later on, if you were blind, you would not have sin, but now that you say we see, your sin remains. Another paradox, but just speaking to the um, idea of spiritual enlightenment, like when you think you have it, you totally can grasp it. It's like, revelation will make you go wait what i know nothing like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. there's so much more to be discovered about like reality and spirituality and this great spirit and everything like oh my gosh i know nothing so it's like you think you see but a revelation will make you blind like i know nothing like imagine these jews like i thought a messiah was supposed to come from this place and do this and look like this and like wait you're the messiah wait what I'm blind now. Like, what is even real? But then if you're blind and you have no hope, the revelation just gives you eyes to see and hope and awakening and enlightenment. And just that it can have that effect of improving everybody, no matter what your stance is. Either you think you know too much or you really don't know anything. You're, I don't know. That just was beautiful to me, reading that.
1: I like the idea, too, like that it closes on if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin.
0: But mm. Now that
1: you claim you can see,
0: mm. you don't remain.
1: Yeah. So you can't use that ignorant It's kind of like that. Hope forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah, yeah. But like if you're gonna say that, you know, you have to you be accountable. and now you gotta, yeah, yeah. be accountable for your actions. Whereas if you're blind, you know, you can't. You're not as guilty of the sin because you just right. don't know. You're not. You're just blind. Yep. <laughs> yep. Chapter ten. The good shepherd and his sheep.
0: Yeah, he Jesus calls himself the gate. Another I am,
1: I am the gate between like regular life and the kingdom of God. And he kind of just compares himself to a shepherd keeping the sheep. You know, he's here basically trying to get all his sheep to the place, basically. The leaders, basically. I don't know. There's this festival of dedication or whatever. These people are asking Jesus to be like, you know, are you the Messiah? Are you the Messiah? And he's like, you know, I've already told y'all and you don't believe me mm-hmm. and he's stop like, asking stop asking and he kind <laughs> of goes into this whole thing where he's like you're not if you don't believe me you're not my sheep if you can't see it i'm not your chef you know basically and he's like i'm here for my sheep my sheep come with me blah 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 and like all that talk kind of angers the um leaders and they try to stone him for blasphemy mm. but again he escapes
0: <laughs> what about yeah. verse 34 and on in chapter 10 Something about that I bumped on. So Jesus answered, Mm. is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. If those to whom the word of God came were called gods and the scripture cannot be annulled, can you say that the one whom the father has sanctified and sent into the world is blaspheming because I said I am God's son? He's referring back to scripture and law from the past, telling Mm. people that they're gods. But I don't
1: remember that. Yeah, I remember reading this and not even trying to. Understand? Figured, yeah, yeah, because I was just, I, yeah, I don't know exactly. He's saying like, if the scripture already
0: gave you claim to this godship thing, why are you calling me blasphemous for saying I'm God's son? Like you're supposed to be gods. You're supposed mm. to be gods. You know, like you. So uh, technically, I am God's son, no matter what. Yeah, and I'm, and if he came to live and die so that the spirit could come into people and make them live and do greater things than he did like theoretically he's passing on that i don't know i just it felt weird to read that gods with an s yeah yeah the lowercase gods with an s from the law which i just don't remember reading in the old testament and even at this point in history it feels weird for him to say that and i like how he says if i'm not doing the works of my father then do not believe me but if i do them even though you do not believe me believe in the works Mm -hmm. so that you may know and understand the father's in me and I'm the father. If you need to hate on me, hate on me, but
1: look at what I'm doing. (laughs) Good deeds are still done. Chapter 11, Lazarus. I know. Remember Lazarus? I didn't realize he was Mary and Martha's Mm -hmm. brother. I didn't realize either. Yeah, so apparently he was, yeah, their brother. And I guess, yeah, in this chapter, you know, Jesus goes back to raise him from the dead. I guess at this point he had been dead for like four days they say mm-hmm. and then uh, mary and martha i guess they're kind of like out there crying or whatever I don't know, other people are, like, out there, like, comforting them or whatever. So then those people, I guess, witness, Mm -hmm. you know, Lazarus being raised or whatever, walking out the temple. So then, like, some of those people then go and tell the officials, like, what they saw, like, tattletaling on, you know, Jesus, basically. And then that opens up this whole, like, plot to kill Mm -hmm. Jesus because they're also kind of, like, well, if he is doing this, then that gives him validation. So we need to kill him, Mm. (laughs) which I thought was, like, interesting
0: it's kind of like another set like the final straw like the final sign of sorcery or something that he needs to be killed for like reading the previous books i didn't um wasn't able to draw that close the connection between the lazarus thing and then Mm -hmm. him kind of him sealing his fate with that like
1: Like raising the dead that's it that's it you're all yeah yeah bringing back dead people yeah chapter 12 this is when mary anoints jesus's
0: feet perfume on the feet
1: and then I don't remember this part, but apparently the reason Judas was so mad was because he was stealing or something. Oh yeah. Because he was that's why he was mad that she wasted all the perfume because he was <laughs> like, you could have sold that for money that I would have then later stole.
0: Yeah, he said you could have you could have <laughs> traded that perfume for money for the poor, but he was in charge of the money for the poor and he was dipping into it. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's why
1: that made him so angry. Yeah, <laughs> makes more sense now. Makes more sense. Yes. Also, they said like people started coming around because they heard Jesus was in town and also Lazarus was raised from the dead and that people wanted to now kill Lazarus. And I don't remember that um, being a thing before, I guess, because right. Lazarus was kind of proving that Jesus was doing these things. So they were like, we have to kill him. Right. But I don't, I don't right. remember that happening. He was
0: like a living testimony to Jesus, yeah. basically. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: what about, I liked in verse 35 when Jesus said, the light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of light. He is the light, so he's kind of mm-hmm. speaking about himself and talking about him dying soon. Yeah, um, I like that part too. Mm-hmm. Walking in the light while you have it made mm-hmm. me think of like life and inspiration. Like When you have it, actually it. take action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Run with it, because darkness can overtake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make you ineffective basically um chapter 13 we get the feet washing scene which is mm-hmm. iconic they didn't really talk about that we yeah mm-hmm. did not read about it before but it's mm-hmm. such an iconic christian scene
1: for mm-hmm. sure yeah he washes the feet of the disciples um i like apparently peter was like no i can't have you washing my feet and jesus like insisted. he's like well fine if you're gonna wash my feet then you need to wash my head and my hands too. Mm-hmm. which i thought was hilarious And then Jesus answers, those who've had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you're clean, though not every one of you. So he gets a little sly.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Against his traitor. Mm Mm-hmm. I like how he tells people in verse 14. It's like a great commissioning, basically. He's commissioning them to go off and do what I do. Like, wash other people's feet. And I know at this time, it must have been a dramatic move, too, because their teachers and their rabbis and stuff wouldn't have been you know bowing
1: and washing feet so for him humility
0: was his whole thing yeah that was his
1: thing like we're on this, even though i'm a teacher you're this we still are kind of same level Mm -hmm. like we're not better
0: Mm -hmm. this is where his humanity comes through but it's also like he also spent the whole book being like i am the light i am the bread i am the so again, oh, just a great, cool. yeah, but we're still, I'm human, <laughs> I'm no better than you, I'm just, you know, right. go be like me. Just that paradox and that continual theme of human, God, human, God. And then he commands them, the new commandment, love each other like I loved you. He mm-hmm. foretells Peter denying him. Mm-hmm. And then chapter 14... Verse 6. That's the famous. Yep. Jesus
1: said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, Philip asked him, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. So they're still freaking asking for signs and Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. So Jesus is Mm -hmm. just like, dude, you don't even get it yet. Like, you know, and kind of explaining that if you see me, you see the Father. Mm Because again, you know, everything that Jesus is doing is by way of God. Basically, he tells them if they love him and follow him, they're going to be blessed with the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, I liked this section of him telling what the Holy Spirit was going to be. Like Mm -hmm. verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you. And he will be in you.
1: I like that. It's like he got a little buddy along with you, you know.
0: Yeah, the spirit of truth. I Mm -hmm. like that a lot. And him just knowing that, like, I'm claiming to be all these things and this gateway and everything, but I'm also here to die. So let me ask my dad if I can leave behind a little thing that can dwell in everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just a great charitable idea Mm -hmm. and the idea of the Holy Spirit is uh just very like when we were talking in a previous book about almost like a virus thing like coming t- into someone's home to pass on the peace and if they mm-hmm. latch on to the peace they can pass it on mm-hmm. like the same idea of like the holy spirit you know is eternal and passes on from person to person if they're accepting it 15. chapter 15 we learn about jesus as yet another thing the another object he's a true vine And God is the gardener. Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every
1: branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. I like verse 9 because I feel like you hear this a lot too. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now Mm. remain in my love. Um, he commands them love each other as I have loved you greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends and then I like that he goes on to kind of explain like I no longer call you servants you know you're my friends now Um, everything I learned from my father I have made known to you I thought that was also an interesting little change in relationship or whatever you Mm -hmm. know he's calling them friends now not just followers or Mm. disciples yeah it's more reciprocal
0: yeah like they're all peers Mm-hmm. Um, and then he does go into the warning of if the world hates you, it hated me first. Mm-hmm. Keep on keeping on.
1: And then I like this idea: if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own.
0: Right. Yeah. As it
1: is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Yeah. But it also reminds me. I think this is why a lot of people too think, you know, in this Illuminati and all that stuff. Like if you're loved in this world, you got to be evil,
0: corrupt. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because you know you're of God, then this world's going to hate you. Yeah. (laughs) you won't get all the praise.
0: Chapter 16, the work of the spirit. I love this. There's this whole section about the spirit coming in. He will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin. I liked in verse 12, 13, 14, 15. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So I always just love the idea whenever he's talking about passing the torch, making other people kind of live in his example, passing on this tool of the truth, the spirit, all of that, like to arm people and make them effective. And also this idea of like spiritual revelation, like mm. this idea that maybe he sees even more radical things to say, but they can't even handle Compliment. the truth yet. Yeah. yeah, they can't handle it. It's like too far ahead. in will kill you. But the idea of this evolving... Spirit of truth that will inform people in the future. I feel like if I had had a better sense of that back in my days as a Christian, that would have helped me embrace the faith a bit better, maybe to think of it as like, oh, it's the living word. The spirit is living word and spiritual revelation is ongoing. And maybe there is a, um, you know, there are revelations that we don't have yet and that the world has changed and things have changed and there are certain things that are eternal and true, but the idea that like Or are there? <laughs> there are there have to be. But the idea that like we should be open to correction and revelation into the future is just a cool idea. It is true that people who you'd meet people where they are and some people aren't down the path yet. And they're still in their own darkness and you're not gonna you breath. know yeah you don't yeah you're not going to try to convince on. them on. yeah you maybe even if you do speak something in love you do it if it's going to be received well and if not you keep pushing yeah yeah that's very true like you have to be ready to hear something before you hear it <laughs> like yeah, oh, yeah you know he had the good sense to um not completely alienate himself with like some dramatic radical stuff that they weren't
1: ready for And like right after that, where it says, Jesus went on to say, in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. Mm, Yeah, that little riddle. They're like, what? What? Yeah, I just (laughs) thought that was so funny. Again, they're like, at this point, some of the disciples said to me, what does he mean? Yes. In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me because I am going to the Father. Right. So Mm -hmm. he's hinting toward the Mm -hmm. resurrection.
0: Spoiler.
1: I just love that they're like, <laughs> the disciples keep asking, what does it mean a little while? Yeah. Okay, so wrapped up, what is a little while? Can we be more
0: specific? Yeah. These people too, <laughs> it kind of sticks out to me how obedient and compliant and, you know, they have come off like just desperately needing leadership mm-hmm. and instruction. Jesus throughout the gospels is like, guys, come on, <laughs> help me help you. Spell it out. Just, just literally,
1: just connect the dots. Just just, come
0: on, come on. I've laid out all the pieces, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Can you stop speaking in cryptic riddles mm-hmm. all the time?" He's like, "No,
1: you don't get it. Some people are never gonna get it, but you at least try."
0: Yeah. Um, like
1: twenty-one, he says a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. Mm, yeah. So I like that idea, too, because it kind of talks about like what you were saying earlier, you know, you go through all this stuff and you're like, OK, well, maybe I went out to do that because I like, now I have this apartment. Mm. Not that I have forgotten all my no, <laughs> anguish no. at all, but just kind of that sentiment that there are these moments in life sometimes that are going to be really painful, but, yeah. worse, you know, whatever oh, the yeah. outcome is just like everything that's going to happen like I'm going to die you're going to be sad that I'm gone but when you realize the gift that you have after that it'll be Mm -hmm. all right you know and I also just like the fact too that that's such a powerful moment birth you know he's giving credit to a woman be able to give a birth because we don't get much in the bible so
0: oh yeah yeah we take we can get you know (laughs) yeah chapter 17. Jesus praying for
1: his disciples. He also prays for his believers. And he prays to his father.
0: I liked that in the whole chapter 17, just dedicated to him
1: praying for the people he's leaving behind. I like how he makes this in 9. He says, I pray for them. I am not praying for the world. Nah. you have given me for they are yours. Just to make it clear. like yeah. I love that he clears that up. I'm not praying for the whole world. That shit's a mess. I'm just yeah. praying for the people who are stuck in that shitty little world. I like how he also says, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Mm. So it's like this idea, even though we're mm. not in the same world or we're operating on different planes, like he still cares. Like Please protect them. They're mm-hmm. still stuck there.
0: Mm-hmm. And while they're
1: still there, you know, take care of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he even says, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one.
0: Chapter 18? 18. He's
1: arrested. We got Peter mm-hmm. denying him. I don't remember this part, but in this version, officials start questioning him about stuff. And I guess he gets a little smart and they slap him. And then they take Jesus to punch his pilot, who basically tells them that they need to judge for themselves. <laughs> But they're like, no, we don't have the power to execute or whatever. Yeah. Um. So then Pontius Pilate, you know, begins questioning Jesus and he sees no reason to charge him. And it's, you know, trying to keep telling the people there's nothing, but they keep, you know, pressuring him and wanting him to be crucified. So. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't realize, so I read something the other day that was talking about Pontius Pilate and how, I guess, like, after some of the Gospels, I guess Mark was the first Gospel to be written. And then, like, other versions of the Gospel that had to expound a little bit wrote pilot as more um sympathetic because in order to help the material be more palatable for romans because like if you're a roman thinking your people are being scapegoated for Mm. killing you know Mm -hmm. the savior of this group that is expanding and i don't know anyway so i was just always wondering like why is Pilate such a his character just being so different Anyway, people want to pass around the blame, basically, for, <laughs> for yeah. crucifying Jesus in the end and making him look more reluctant than maybe he was. Mm-hmm. Chapter 19, Jesus has been sentenced to death. Pilate takes Jesus, has him flogged. The soldiers put on his crown of thorns. In the purple robe. You know, the whole crucifixion thing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was different was him. Being thirsty, them giving him the sour wine, and then it says here that he actually took, his, took it. Yeah, like
1: drank it and took his last breath out.
0: Once I read that, that he actually did drink it and mm-hmm. said, it is finished. I remembered that scene, mm-hmm. just that, you know, from certain movies. Or right. Just the idea of him, like, um...
1: Taking the wine out of the cloth that was like soaked in wine, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um Another thing was, I think this was also in the other gospels, but he wrote, Pontius Pilate wrote a thing that was basically like Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then this version they're like getting mad because they're like, no, instead they should say, he claimed, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, not, make it clear. Yeah, he said that. We are not saying we don't claim him. But basically, I like that because Punch's pilot was basically at like, I said what I saw you.
0: He's like, don't <laughs> you get the irony? I'm putting it here to be funny. He's the king of the Jews. Get it? Ha ha. He's mm-hmm. being crucified for claiming that. Yeah, um, that was funny that it went into that detail. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says it is finished after he has his
1: wine and bows his head, gave up his spirit. Mm-hmm. They bury him. Oh, and also, I don't remember, did they do this in the other versions? Because I guess there was this thing where they were, like, making sure that um, they were dead or something, because there was something going to happen on the Sabbath, so they told them to break the other prisoners' legs. But since Jesus was already dead, they didn't break his legs, but instead they put a spear <laughs> through his side. Oh, yeah. I, remember I didn't remember that either. I remember it, though, from, you know, we used to do Stations of Our Cross. Oh. Stations of the Cross at our church.
0: Mhm.
1: Uh, The school I went to, they would do it. And so... Every year, and I remember that being part of the.
0: Oh, really? I yeah. never
1: did that. I never, yeah. like, knew what that was. I mm-hmm. would hear about it. And I don't know, know if it was more because that was just the Catholic school, you know? We didn't do that at the church I went to. So I don't know. Maybe it was more of like a Catholic thing. Yeah, or,
0: it's or definitely something. a Catholic thing, but oh, yeah. I just never knew what it
1: was. Mm-hmm. Like, I would hear it referred to and that yes no how do you do it all the it's like a reenactment basically of just the whole crucifixion yeah, i forget where it starts but yeah i just remember there's always a scene where mary magdalene's like wiping his face with the towel and then she shows it to everyone and it's so dirty and it has Jesus' friend and the, there's
0: just all this like
1: the the like major parts i guess
0: that's what the shroud of Turin is is right is his face supposedly in oh, mud on the cloth oh I is think, that what yeah. that is i don't know yeah i never heard that. yeah, that's funny but, um chapter, chapter resurrection. 20 resurrection
1: mm-hmm. and appearing
0: to Mary Magdalene
1: um and then like so Peter and another disciple I guess go running to the tomb they don't see him there mm-hmm. and then yeah Mary has the vision of the two angels that mm-hmm. come to her basically they're asking her why she's crying but then Jesus appears and he's like Mary and then you know she sees him
0: and then he appears mm-hmm. to the disciples hmm.
1: And then I like in this version, it says, verse 22, with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If yeah. you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So it's like he's passing on that power to them and then just decided the he like breathed into them. The mm.
0: spirit And then doubting Thomas, right? Jesus mm-hmm. appears to Thomas.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's funny because I only hear him by name now. I don't remember Thomas being called out as a disciple oh, previously.
0: Oh, right, right, right. We haven't really talked about him or focused on him, and he hasn't, like, barely been mentioned, if at all. But now he's here doubting mm-hmm. and saying, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mm-hmm. mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Yeah, gruesome. hmm But it happens, and then he's like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he tells him the whole point is... Um, verse 29 jesus said to him have you believed because you have seen me blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come mm-hmm. to believe it's like faith you know you know you can be in the darkest of dark but if you hear of the light and believe in it without seeing it that is pretty
1: dope mm-hmm. <laughs> that convicted
0: yeah the conviction um, and then I loved in verse 30, um, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. So I like that there was just kind of this mission statement. That's and why it was very team. meta. Like, this is why I bothered to write this down. Chapter 21, Jesus appearing to his seven disciples that are around,
1: yeah, the or story seven of his the, disciples, I mean. The fish in the sea again, and they weren't catching any fish. Mm-hmm course when jesus came oh my god they had so much fish that's how they knew
0: what they saw this like hazy anonymous Mm -hmm. figure right like on the shore and Mm -hmm. the person tells them like hey try fishing right now they're like what whoa Mm -hmm. like tons of fish oh it's jesus it's him so it's like he's even after his death and coming back he's still performing these signs like look
1: it's me Mm -hmm. guys
0: remember this (laughs) now you have more fish than you know what to do with um, actually
1: we can have breakfast now yeah him. at the very end it says jesus did many other things as well if every one of them were written down i suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written so this isn't even the half of it he did many many other things but this is just what we're telling you about yeah well
0: we'll take your word for it john I can't believe it. That was the end of the Gospels.
1: We're out of the Gospels.
0: Yeah. Wow. And we have such a scant and we still small don't amount of know the Bible left. How
1: people knew Mary Magdalene was a whore.
0: She did. There was that little blurb in one of the books. It was about, so tiny. Yeah, yeah it was it so was tiny. Like she does have a huge reputation as like the original prostitute or something. Yeah. But it's like, but just goes to show one woman does one little whorish thing. You know, mm-hmm. or several. Or, yeah, I was gonna say or a lifetime, <laughs> and that's just how we know her. Even though she's barely mentioned in the Bible, she's scapegoated.
1: Right. What are you thinking about? Your take takeaways?
0: away? Thinking about taking myself away from, from the Bible this world? for a while. No, I'm just kidding. I. You know what? I keep wanting to take away the world's hatred thing, but check mm-hmm. and check. That is done and done. Don't need to work on that anymore. <laughs> I need to work on integrating. Um. I do need to spread more love. That would be good. Um, Always. <laughs> uh, maybe I should write my mission statement. Your mission statement. Yeah. You know how they tell people sometimes, like, that's the thing that people should do? Almost like making a vision board. Mm-hmm. Like, you write down your statement
1: of, like, what you're... I'm coming here <laughs> to be as bad as I want to be. <laughs>
0: yeah, I came here to be a badass <laughs> bitch. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thought yeah. that, the, like, a week ago, I was reading something they were talking about mission statements i was like i always meant to write one i should do that and then just commenting now on john how i liked that he included his purpose yeah the,
1: you know just a couple little blurbs the whole reason i did this yeah i so know this
0: so i need to go back to the drawing board really and <laughs> just write out my mission statement
1: that's a simple enough thing to do that sounds then you can read it on the next one that's what Ooh, that would be very vulnerable maybe maybe i will I'm trying to find it, but basically, I remember I wanted to take away. It was basically something kind of along the lines of, like, I know who I am or whatever Mm, mm -hmm. I don't care what y'all say. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I came here to do a mission. Um, I know where
0: I come from. I
1: know where I'm going. Yeah, Yeah. basically that one. Chapter 12, verse 35, where he says, you're going to have the light just a little while longer. Mm. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. Basically, just, you know, going with the good, Mm. holding on to that and growing with that instead of, like, just being lost and Mm. stuck in the dark with no direction, you know, because that's just wasting time and kind of just, like, And demoralizing
0: and depressing, too. Yeah, all of that. So, yeah,
1: yeah, I'm just going to take that away and hopefully walk with also more purpose and then
0: let it be in um, the light. As You Mm -hmm. Are in the
1: Light. Do you remember that song? don't remember that one. I don't, but I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, I couldn't find the other passage, but basically just knowing where it came from, where I'm going. Mm. And also just because I have a tendency sometimes to even with just this apartment, Mm. it's good to get advice from people. But, you know, I also know what I like and have my own style at this point. The things where I'm always just like, don't let other people convince me of what I want. And just being like, whatever, out of here. Have your purpose. and Yeah, Yeah, my, my own vision and... executing it so that's that
0: wow well congrats on your new era in freedom and escape out of the wilderness and congrats to bcbs for making it through not only the old testament but now the gospel Um, we're in our final leg of like what i would call the rest of the bible purposely <laughs> kind of slowed
1: it down for you guys because as soon as we hit revelations the world ends so. right 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 your theory is so, yeah when we're done with the podcast the whole world is ending yeah that's okay. the whole purpose the mission i know where i'm going i know where i came from okay.
0: but yeah uh bcbiblestudy.com we're at bcbs podcast we'll be back in two sabbaths what book
1: is next acts acts is acts next. Is yes, next. the book of acts acts okay yeah
0: some <laughs> people doing some acts anyway um keep the faith keep on trucking um listen again <laughs> in two sabbaths to more black chicks bible study